Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. So today we're going to bring you something a little bit different. And we think you're going to benefit quite a bit from it, both from an educational perspective and hopefully your wallet sees a little bit more, uh, a little more dinero, as they say in it, too. Here's the thing, guys. So today is another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronzo Mine. And today we're going to talk all things Starstock. But you guys know, you know Cage, you know myself. Uh, we're guys that are off the cuff. We're learning as we go. And a lot of what today is going to be is a conversation about, you know, what we've learned in the first two to three weeks of using Starstock. Uh, what are some trends that we're seeing? What are ways to play, you know, Starstack A, B, and C cards, and so much more. You know, K just sent in his rookie cards to get uh, uploaded to Starstack, and he's going to walk you through that process and if, how he's enjoyed it. But we're going to go all over the place, and hopefully future episodes do have a bit more structure. Uh, we also have some questions from our audience that we're excited to bring you. So please bear with us. This is going to be a weekly episode just talking about star, uh, card stocks and the card stock market, uh, and it will get better with time. But this week one, this inaugural episode, please, please, please bear with us and give us feedback. You know, if there's things you like from today, things that you don't, we listen to all your feedback and we just want to bring these episodes to educate and help you guys. So before I jump into the questions, before I jump into anything, because Cage is chomping at the bit, he's moving closer and closer and closer to the camera to get a few words in. Where do you think we should start? You've been making money on Starstock. You've been buying plays, football, basketball. Where do you think we should kick things off today? Well, listen, I, I love the intro you did, right? And this is going to be a weekly episode we do because we have this strategic partnership here with Starstock. Um, I do want to turn it into, I don't know, call it a coffee with cage, but it, it, a Starstock episode like that, right? Because, you know, one of the coolest things about it is it, the user interface and how easy I think it is to use. And, you know, while I'm still learning the ins and outs of it, you know, I think it's, it's, it's exactly what we asked for with a, you know, a platform alternative to something like eBay for many, many reasons. But why I say this is we have a lot of people who have asked us questions about Starstock and, I may know the answer. If I don't, I'll get you the answer. So we do want that. We want those episodes to have sort of like a question and answer feature. And, you know, we hope that we'll be able to give you, you know, an answer straight from Starstock on it. But, you know, where to start? Um, you know, I'd love to start in why we think this Starstock in and of itself provides value to our listening audience and to the hobby community in general, right? And, you know, I'll start off with a little bit of, um, you know, background on our end. Anyone who's listened to us knows... Um, you know, what I think of some of the pain points in the hobby. Um, you know, we've talked about eBay um, and, you know, some of the negatives. And I think what Starstock's done really well is, you know, they've, they've listened to some of the, uh, let's call it bottlenecks, some of the issues mm -hmm. that, that eBay has. And obviously eBay is a huge platform, you know, so much, um, you know, so many buys and sells happen on, on, on eBay and Starstock, they're getting... They're getting a lot more cards every week, getting more and more. Um, you can see the database right now is over 350,000 cards and growing on Starstock. Um, but one of the one of the many things we talked about with, with eBay or any other platform is the 
the lack of instant ownership on purchase, that instant trading. And I think that's a great place to start off. And it's, I think you only get it on Starstock, right? Anybody who's, who's you know, familiar with our, our hobby here um, has been through a buy and sell, whether it's on eBay with the offers back and forth, or it's on Instagram or in a Facebook group, you name it. And I've had a conversation of, all right, so how are we going to pay for this? You know, is this going to be done over PayPal? Is it going to be goods and services? Is it going to be friends and family? And, you know, if it's goods and services, you got to pay more. I'll take a little less if it's friends and family and why, right? And even friends and family, it is what it is, right? So, but why? Why do we do that? Because one of the things about star stock, one of the things about our hobby here is not everybody in it is in it for the long haul and not everybody in it is in it to play fair, is that, a, is that a fair way of saying it? I mean, a couple of people asked, hey, you're doing an episode on Starstock. Can you explain it to me? Can you give me like an explanation of it? Like uh, Philadelphia style, right? Denzel Washington, explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old, right? <laughs> so, so I'll try to do that. One of the bigger problems that I had that I think Starstock fixes is if I have a card, who should we use? Who just had a great game in the past week, right? Who just had a great How game about, in this? Let's use... Isaiah Roby. Let's use Isaiah Roby. Okay, let's use Isaiah Roby, right? Let's say. Do you want to give into, uh, just real quick, this will be ahead, 30 please. seconds. You guys please. need to understand, and I'm just going to look at this historically. eBay was founded in 1994. PayPal was yep. founded in 1998. This yep. was, these are, this was the origin of internet. There were people back in 94, 98. I was a baby, but I love, love, love history that said the internet won't even be around in five, oh, yeah. 10 years let alone sending money over PayPal was insanity. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was still the days of Craigslist. I was on eBay before PayPal. We've talked about this. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's technology very ancient. Yep. And technology adapts. It changes. You'll see like Mercari, which is another marketplace that's similar to eBay. It was founded in 2013. Of course, it's going to get rid of some of the pain points that eBay has because it has that track record and it sees, oh, this is the issues that people are facing on eBay and PayPal. Let me start a company, the founder thinks like this, that replaces those issues. Mercari has three days, you're done. You confirm the transaction, it's over, no returns, no nothing. Starstock, also a startup, well-funded, a lot of smart people behind this company that are trying to remove the pain points that ancient companies, and I use ancient like this in parentheses, face to make it more user-friendly for people in the sports card world. So I just wanted to give that context. It's not eBay's fault. It's just eBay was started in 1994 before the internet really was adopted and mature, before sports cards were this big. And I think that's an opportunity for Starstock to come in and other companies like it as well. So just wanted to- Well, listen, the hobby has changed along with it, right? So a lot of what goes on to eBay now is people buying raw cards to try to grade them. And if it doesn't look like it's a great card, it doesn't look like it's going to be a 10, people might return those cards. That happens. It happens a lot for, you know, doesn't look like the description. Same kind of thing. We'll use Isaiah Roby, who, who, while a good player in Nebraska, I don't know if he ever averaged more than 12 points a game. I think he only averaged 11 points a game. You know, he's a G League guy, but he, he's on the Thunder now. And I think he scored, what, 19 points in a game on the 29th, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he scored 19 points combined since. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he had zero points in his last game, but yep. here's the thing. Let's take a snapshot, right? He didn't play. Let's take a snapshot on the 29th, right? There are people who are going to make bets on Isaiah Roby, 
right? And on eBay, you make a bet. If you think his card is going to go up in price, the same way you make a bet on a stock, right? Mm -hmm. If you think his card is going to go up in price, then you can buy that guy's card and you own it at X. Call it $10. COVID COVID hits, and I think everyone's going to be at home watching Netflix. I think there's going to be more Netflix subscriptions. Netflix stock price goes up. Something similar? Same kind of deal. You saw something in his game. I mean, the move he put on Nikola Vucevic or, you know, just the, the way he was bouncing around all over, all over the court in that game against the Magic. And you said, this guy's the next big thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, put some money into him, right? And I think it's going to go up. Now, if the next day he's benched and he's not scoring again, right? There's the ability, if you are unscrupulous, and this happens, whether it's, on eBay, and I'm not just going to single out eBay, or it's a goods and sale transaction on Instagram or in a Facebook group or anywhere else, the buyer of that card who plays their bet on Isaiah Roby, they can turn around and say, you know, I got the card in. It doesn't look as nice as I thought it was going to look. Yep. That's the pretext, right? And they try to return the card. And now the person who sold the card is going to take the card back, and it's worth less than what it was selling for when it was sold. Right. Star stock is a method to try to avoid that. And for me, as the seller of that card, the biggest thing it provides for me is that instant transfer and not having to worry about it. Right. You got somebody else taking care of all the logistics of it. If the buyer wants the card, Star Stock will send you the card. If not, they want to just keep it in the vault, keep it in the vault. And if it goes up to a price you think it's worth, you sell it later on, that's fine. I have now moved on from that card the same way that if I bought your Netflix stock and I think, you know, I'm going to sell that stock to the person who wants to buy it because they think everybody's going to be home and that price is going to go up. The difference, of course, is that the price goes down, which happens, right? Doesn't happen too much in current basketball pricing, but if the price goes down, <laughs> the price goes down because, you know, Netflix. Unless you're John Morant and you hurt your ankle. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? There is, there's always that inherent risk. But I think what Starstock does is it takes a lot of that risk off the table for sellers, right? The risk is there for buyers, no matter what platform you use. The risk of an injury is there for a buyer. The risk of a car going down is there for a buyer. What Starstock does with that instant ownership, when you buy it, it basically allows you to day trade a card. The closest thing to the stock market as possible, right? Because you can't day trade a stock and at the end of the day say, shit, you know, the the stock is less than what it is. I just don't want it anymore and hit the reset button, which before Star Stock, you could do, right? You could do. eBay would allow you to do that. The other platforms would allow you to do that, especially if you knew the way around the system. This provides some real, let's call it security, finality. Because it's an instant ownership transfer. And it was built with that in mind. It was built yep. with that in mind. No different than DraftKings and FanDuel were, were built with daily fantasy lineups locked in in mind. And then they layered on a variety of other features. But it was built with that in mind. So you're absolutely right. And, and I felt those pain points as, as a seller myself. So the need is there. Yep. And I'll tell you, I, I mean, look, there have been cards that I purchased that I sold that have then in turn been sold for more money. So the person who bought it from me was right. The card was going to go up. And it's happened probably more often than the card has gone down. <laughs> so it is what it is. I'm, I'm ready to buy a card at a certain price and ready to take my profit at another price. If somebody else wants to buy it at that price and get out, it happens all the time. 
happens all the time, right? Yep. I mean, I, we, we talk about it, you know, with every single card that is out there. Every, you, have, you have a point, you have a price point and you're, uh, you know, you're ready to take your money. Somebody else is going to make a bet on it at a different point. So I, I got to tell you, I've used Starstock now for a couple of weeks and I, I love the platform. I love the ease of use. I love how easy it is to basically go in, buy something, and then in one click, you can sell it for a higher mm-hmm. price if you want to. Um, I'll give a great example. So, so um, I watched a lot of the uh, Golden State game last night. And I watched uh, Steph Curry have just an amazing game, right? I watched a lot of that game. And I watched James Wiseman. And he didn't put up 20 points, you know, but he put up a nice stat sheet filling game for a 19-year-old who I think is going to have a decent future. I think he's playing a good game. So I started to look at James Wiseman cards on Starstock, and there's a lot of the Prism draft cards it is. I noticed his base cards were selling, well, let's just round it to $20 for a base card, right? About 20 bucks. I looked at other variants. I looked at other things that are there. And, you know, with Prism draft, there are greens and there's ices. And you know, I found a Ruby Wave. There was one of them available. And the, the seller was looking for $10. So I said to myself, all right, 10 bucks. To me, if the base card is selling for 20, $10 is a bargain for this card. So I bought it for $10. And before I went to sleep last night, I changed the buy price from $10 to $18.99. Still less than what the base card's selling for, but who knows? There are people out there who love base cards and don't love Ruby Waves. So I put it in at a price where I figured, all right, it's worth it to me. I can, you know, turn this around. And if it doesn't sell, I like the card. I like Wiseman. You know, I think he's good. I'm going to start building up a collection of him. I have more than just that one card. This morning I woke up, the card was sold. So that's a perfect example now of a star stock transaction. I went in, I checked their marketplace. I found what somebody was willing to sell that card. Maybe they got it in a pack. Who knows, right? They loaded it up. I bought it for $10 because I think that card is too cheap. I sold it for $18.99. Somebody else bought it. Now, that card might sell today for $30 because the base is selling for $20. You never know. The, you know, this, the person who bought it may make more money on it as well. But here's, here's the fun. One, instant. I mm-hmm. own it as soon as I hit buy. All right? I'm able to sell it immediately. When it sells, it's somebody else's card. I did not have to go to the post office. I did not have to wait for that card to come to me in the mail. I did not have to go to the mail to sell it now for a second trip <laughs> to turn mm-hmm. it around and send it to the person who bought it from me. I didn't have to take pictures of it. I didn't have to list it. I didn't have to do any of those things at all. And it was all bought, sold, transaction taken care of all on their platform in a matter of hours. Now you're sitting there on the mm-hmm. other end and you're, we have these conversations all the time. You know, We have Instagram groups and we're interacting with people, hundreds of people every day. And it's so much fun. We, the people in these groups, the people in sports cards love sports. And there's yep. always the, the Anthony Edwards is going to be better than LaMelo Ball. James Wiseman's going to be better than Edwards. We, you're always having these conversations, whether, you know, Michael Jordan's the GOAT versus LeBron. Yep. Or James Wiseman's going to be a better rookie than Anthony Edwards or Luca's going to be better than Trey. This is what we love to do as fans. Yep. But here's the thing. With Daily Fantasy you get to bet on a player for one game and anything can happen in the game, right? Anything can happen in the game. He twists his ankle. The coach decides not to play him 29 minutes today. He only plays him 20 minutes because he does. He likes the matchup. At the end of the day, you either win in daily fantasy or you lose. 
what makes StarStock so cool is it lets you put your bets in, in action, right? So whether you buy someone for a half, a game, or a week, it's up to you. And you have an asset, you have collateral also that you're hurt, holding, that makes it so so interesting, right? So I could come in here and say, I think Lamelo is going to be rookie of the year, and I could buy his cards and hold them for three months. Oh yeah. Or I could I say Lamelo is going to have a huge week because I think his coach thinks that he he's playing really well and that that's going to take away from Devontae. And I think Lamelo is going to see a lot of time, and I'm going to buy him for one week. Or hey, I think Lamelo has an amazing matchup in this one game, and I think he's going to go off. Yep. That's up to me. And, and what's cool about that that's different than Daily Fantasy is I get to decide, not the game decides. Daily Fantasy, game, one game, done, over. Here, I have a card that I could actually have shipped back to my house or to PSA graded, or I could hold it for a day, a week, a month, a year. And I think that's super cool because what we're seeing here in, in sports is an overlap of sports betting, Daily Fantasy, and sports cards. Sports cards is an ancient hobby. Sports betting, it was pretty taboo. In the 90s and 2000s, sports betting was not as accepted as this. And then Daily Fantasy, which is new. And I think Starstock does a really good job of connecting all three of those demands or interest points for the common fan like myself. Yeah, I kind of like it better than fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, and here's why. I'll give it, I'll give it another personal example, right? So, so Dwayne Bacon, right? Beginning you of the love year, that guy. I saw Oh, you, get, gonna... you, you know that whole Pavlov's theory? Do you salivate when you say his name and then you're like, I'm going to have bacon for dinner tonight? The guy can get cut from the league. I'm going to buy his cause because his name is Bacon. So I love bacon. I don't care. That's, that was the whole deal. But not only bacon, that, bacon, I, saw, bacon. I, mean, look, I watched a lot of Hornets games last year and I saw when the guy turns it on, he can get to the basket. And I've seen flashes of that this year too. But I just had the wrong guy. I mean, Terrence Ross has just become the, the scorer that the team needed. I thought it was going to be bacon. But here's the fun part, right? I bought the cards for a buck. I bought the cards for a dollar and change. And they went up. And I sold some of them. Because once he got to start, I bought them before the season. But once he got to start, people were like, all right, he could be good. And I, you know, I sold the cards that I bought for a dollar for two. But I held some of them. And now they've gone down a little bit because he hasn't really turned the offense on. But unlike Daily Fantasy, where if I bet on Dwayne Bacon to have a great game this past you know, past time they played against the Thunder and he didn't have a good game, I lose my money. I didn't lose my money on this. I still own those cards. And he may have a breakout game the next time they step on the court. He may, he may have three or four straight games in a row where he's, you know, putting up a lot of points. And that card could then go back up in value. So it's, it gives you that the ability to kind of day trade on a specific game. But also if your bet doesn't go the right way on that game, you don't have to sell your card. It's still a tangible physical asset that you can hang on to. And maybe your bet pays off a week or a month down the road. So I think it's like the best of both worlds, right? It can be a long-term hold. It can be a day trade on, on that card. Um, you know, I, I love it. And look, a perfect example, right? We talked about this. And I hope there are some listeners out there. Go ahead and comment if, if you were the ones who got in on it. Because I looked at the chart. We gave, uh, you know, on Friday, we said, one of the fun parts, right? And what we're learning about the star stock or anything else is, you know, zig when they zag, look when no one else is looking. On Friday, mm -hmm. people were not talking about football. They were talking about the basketball games that night, right? They were not going to go and, 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 and be day trading football cards. But, you know, I have to do my prep work for the Sunday NFL episode that we put out for week 17. And I knew that Dalvin Cook wasn't going to play. And I knew that Ty Johnson was going to be the running back for the Jets. And I said, guys, go on Starstock now and you could buy these, these guys' cards for a buck. 
and you don't even have to hold them for the game. You know, when people wake up Sunday morning and realize that these guys are going to start, they're going to buy the cards, you know, because they're going to have good games and blah, blah, blah. And I can tell you, you can look at this because when you have an account, you can check on the, uh, you can check on the sales between Friday and Sunday, both of those guys cards sold multiple, multiple times. They were, you know, one of the more traded people on the site, all for significantly more than the dollar they were when we posted our episode on Friday. It's that type of thing that if you, you know, if you do a little bit of research, you do a little due diligence, Starstock as a platform is, is a way to, uh, you know, to really maximize this. Um, another thing, right? So, so I happen to like a couple of rookies this year in the basketball class who I don't, uh, they haven't gotten the fanfare yet. Right? I was going to say that too. I was going to say so, that as well. So, so I'll give you a name, like Patrick Williams is one. Xavier Tillman is another that I like, right? Um, although he's not going to sneak up on anybody. He had a decent game against the Lakers. He had a couple of nice dunks. Um, but these are guys that I'm not going to go out and buy Prism draft boxes for $200, right? And I also don't want to go on eBay and have to buy one from this person, two from this person, three from this person. One of the cool things that um, that starts It's really annoying to do that. Yeah, I agree. It's super annoying. So, because you you can't compare apples to apples either. You don't like the picture's pretty poor quality. If the message this seller becomes this whole to do, and all you want to buy is this guy Patrick Williams card, which is a two to three dollar card. Yeah, if that, yep, if that, or Xavier Tillman, right? So instead, what I'm able to do is you go on Starstock, and because they're aggregating all Mm -hmm. of the sellers of that card, you can invest at scale. Right, you're able to purchase from multiple sellers in a single transaction. No fee at all for a buyer, obviously, just like every place else. But basically, like if there are if there are ten of this card, and people are pricing it from a dollar, a dollar ten, a dollar twenty-seven, a dollar thirty-two, I could just put in. I want ten of these for up to a dollar thirty-seven per card, and I get every card that's available in the Starstock Vault for under that price. So, I mean, think about it for a second. You get instant trading, instant ownership. If you're a seller, you're able to save time selling. You're not photographing this stuff. You're not running to the post office to, to pick the card up and then and then picking and then running to the post office to resell it. If you're a buyer, you're able to invest at scale and the cards all stay in their website, in their vault, on their site. You know, you don't have to worry about shipping. They're secure. They got them, you name it. Um, so to me, it just fits my way of, of, of buying, of investing, especially if I'm going to look for, like I said, Xavier Tillman, you know, or Patrick Williams, these guys who are in the, the prison drip. I think they're going to have an impact later in the season. So mm-hmm. I want to be buying those guys before everybody else is talking about them. So I want to be buying them for a buck now in the hope that when they get to, when they get some run, you know, you're buying those guys and somebody else is going to be looking for them a month or two from now at significantly more than what I'm buying them for. So I hear someone on the other end is like, man, this is so corny. I just want to buy Trey and Prism Lucas. These guys are all, I don't even know what Patrick Williams is going to be. I want to buy the, the, the goats. I want to buy the best in the class. Mm-hmm. Why would I mess around with this? What would you say to someone like that? Because so, I was that guy for a little bit too. Uh, so I'm pulling from that place. And that, that person, you know, they come, they have good intent, but I'm worried they might be missing an interesting opportunity. Okay. So two, two answers, right? And I'll give you two, what I think are opposite answers to this, but, but I think they both answer your question well. Number one, what, uh, 
what Starstock gives you the ability to do is kind of broaden your horizons and expand your portfolio and diversify away from just the Lucas and the trays that are out there, right? And it'll allow you to to kind of also work in the um, in the world of not those top tier guys. All right. I'll answer number two, and I, I love it, right? Because I'll do both. I have plenty of Luca, I have plenty of Trey, but I also want to I have a lot of fun saying that I was on Devontae Graham at two dollars mm-hmm. a card before anybody else was, right? I like picking the next guy. And Starstock allows me to do that. And I say this is my guy playing. I like Lou Dort when nobody else is buying Lou Dort. The second thing is we can spend some time here, Andrew. I want you to go through it, talk about their emerging 30 index that they have for basketball. And that's, I think, what you want to talk about. But, but before we get into the emerging 30, just because I use Starstock to buy Patrick Williams or Xavier Tillman and their dollar cards doesn't mean you can't buy a Luka on there. And let me take a second before we go into the NBA emerging 30 to talk about Starstock's A, B, and C categories, okay? These are raw cards. You can buy PSA 10 cards on there, right? You can, you can definitely buy their card. It looks like the last sale for a PSA 10 Luka Prism from last year was 1650 which is right in line, if not a little bit lower, than, uh, than what eBay would be on it, right? It looks like there's a couple of offers on there for 1200 It looks like a seller's asking for 2500 It's a little high, but it looks like the last sale was 1650 But here's the fun. But right? remember also, guys, and this is just quick, eBay, you're probably paying close to 13% on that card, maybe 11 or 12 Yep. Starstock, you're just paying a flat 5%. So the seller, seller might be willing to, to come down a little bit lower as well. You might be getting better deals. Uh, but, but here's where PSA I'm going with it, right? So, so you, you say you want to buy a card, a Luca raw card um, off of somebody on Facebook group, the, the Luca 2018 prism, because you're thinking, hmm, maybe, maybe it's one where um, I'm going to send it in and grade it. Okay. It's been passed around. Possibly. It's been passed but around. Most likely to pass around. But you know what Starstock does by having their A, B, and C? Now, it's not a PSA grading. Obviously, they're not guaranteeing it's a 9 or a 10, but they have an independent person, not the buyer, not the seller, somebody who works for Starstock who has no vested interest in the card being a 9, 10, 8, 7, 6, whatever it may be. They're grading your card, basically, cursory review, and they're looking at it, and they're giving it their own Starstock grade, an A, B, or a C. So you have the ability to now go in there, and you know what the last Starstock A, Luca 2018, sold for? $550. Hmm. right and and what, so, what's like an average raw card i could look it up if you don't know yeah i mean i think it's it's actually more than that right um because the, the latest psa 9 on on there sold for 600 dollars on star okay. i like that that's, so that's right in line so to me to answer your luca buyer you can use Starstock to buy Luca, and as they get more cards, I imagine more Lucas and more trades are going to go on there, and they're going to be more in line with the pricing of, of the general market. But what's cool about this is if you are going out there and you don't want to pay the $2,000 or $1,800 for a PSA 10 of that Luca card, you want to buy a raw one and, and, and try your hand at grading, well, Starstock A gives you something that an arm's length transaction over Instagram or on eBay doesn't do where it's just you dealing directly with the, the, the seller of the card as the buyer, you know, with trick photography. No, I'm just kidding. But you understand. I mean, you, you know, people do what, what, whatever they are and you, know, you don't have to get that card, especially a card like this, that that's not numbered. But with this, you have a little bit of added scrutiny being done by Starstock saying this is their A-level card, right? And it sells for a little bit of a premium. 
But at 550 last sale, you know, that's one you might want to take a gamble on because somebody took a look at it and said this card's going to probably grade well. And to go one step further, Starstock could actually grade it for you if you want. But we don't need to go that detailed on our first episode. But let's talk about the, the, the NBA Emerging 30 Index. You want to give a little, little bit of background on that? Because I think sure. that's where you, I think that's where you were leading me when you asked about your question about Lucas and and Trey's. Well, there's a few things, right? I, I could see people, especially people that have been in the hobbies for a few years, you get kind of complacent or you get stuck in your ways, or you say, you know, this is how it's always been. Uh, I don't like plays or platforms like this. You get really romantic with how things used to be. You know, uh-huh. it's so annoying that PSA now has six month turnaround times. I remember back in my day when 10 days was really 10 days. Uh, so, so I just wanted to, back in mind, I think I, I, I agree with you though. I, I think the star stock, um, the UI UX for our Silicon Valley listeners that they'll mm-hmm. appreciate it is really, really, really intuitive. So listen, NBA emerging 30, right? Is oh, you, want, you just want to get right into it. Yeah, it's an ever-changing right market index that they do, right? It is a it tracks the prism base rookies in star stock A level for 30 top NBA prospects from 17 to 2020 draft classes. And they are they're adding players in because look, these guys they have access now to you know thousands of cards coming in every single day. They see who's buying what, who's hot, who's not, and that index is something that they change on a week-to-week basis. Um and you'll see who goes in and who goes out. I mean, some of them would surprise you, right? Because, I mean, look, R.J. Barrett, he's actually had a decent start to the season. But in the last week, his cards are actually one of the worst performers on that on the site. Because why? Because while he started off hot, he's kind of cooled off tremendously. So his card has taken a little bit of a dip, mm-hmm. right? Bowl Bowl's cards came down so much because, you know, there was that – we talked about this on our on our, 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 our NBA preview episodes before the season even started. Don't buy Bowl Bowl because they're showing you what he does in practice, right? <laughs> practice is not the game. We talk about practice? Mm-hmm. So Bowl Bowl's cards were sitting there at $35, $36, and now they're $18 in Star Stock A. So Bowl Bowl's cards have come down so much that he's actually no longer on the, uh, on the index. <laughs> he's, yep. actually, but, but, he's actually – he's actually – go ahead. But I'll tell you, it's so fascinating. At the same time, the people that were just replaced on the index uh-huh. give you uh, an opportunity. So Brandon Clark is a well good done. One. Well done. <laughs> well done. God, well, this is good. This is good. I love when Cage and I are vibe. No, so you're 100% right. I mean, look, I, I actually looked at the worst performance. So somebody like Kevin Porter Jr. last week was somebody who was selling pretty inexpensively because mm-hmm. he hasn't played. And you saw the rise of Darius Garland and the rise of Colin Sexton. Garland wasn't even in the list, but he's replacing Bull Bull and being added to the list now. He's in there emerging 30 as a top player. But do you know who the top performer from last week was, card-wise? Because he was down the week before? Kevin Porter Jr. Really? Yep, yep. Just because people are anticipating him coming back and because, like a stock that was unfairly beaten down because it missed earnings... People are expecting him to come back and play well on a team that's actually getting some, mm-hmm. you know, some press and you name it. And, you know, his card was was beaten down a little bit. Um, and the top performers are not always people who are beaten down there. There are a lot of times people who kind of came out of nowhere. Another, and that, that's going to be the next two people who are added to the index. DeAndre Hunter of the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, people talked about um, 
John Collins, who's also being added to the list. People talked about Trey Young. People like Cam Reddish. I know you're a huge Cam Reddish fan. He's impressed a little bit this season. But but there's a few things I I look at. Like, there's two guys I'll I'll point out here, okay? Yeah, please. Talk about Uh, The first one's Tyler Hero, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you look at his cards, they're just consistently going up. And especially the last three weeks from December 21st through January 1st, uh, they've gone up 25% week over week. 76, 95, 115. That doesn't, it's a data point. I use it as, um, as just that. It doesn't mean I'm going to make a decision and buy hero or sell hero. It's okay. He's clearly performing up to the expectations or slightly above the expectations of the market. And people keep coming in and buying his cards. The other guy I wanted to bring your attention to was RJ Barrett, right? Yep. So yep. December 14th, he was 50 bucks. This, this is a star stock A uh, for the prism. December 21st, he was 55 then that same exact card shot up to 95 bucks. Do you yep. remember why? Well, he had an amazing opening game. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, his cards took a huge dip, 26%. It went from 95 to 70. Yep. So I'm able to understand the psyche of an RJ Barrett investor. I'm able to understand the psyche of a Tyler Hero investor. And then whether I even use it, Starstock, to buy the card or not, I, I'm able to get such insights into who is potentially buying these cards. I think that's helpful. Yeah, 100%. It's great research. I mean, another example of what you're talking about is somebody who had some real hype going into the season and he's not being used in the same way he was used last year and he hasn't had the, the run. Kobe White. Kobe White's actually on the list of, uh, of, of the, the worst performers from last week only because his card went all the way up to about $80. Mm-hmm. So at 67, it's down 20% from where it was the, the week before. But to me, somebody like Kobe White, that's an opportunity. I think so. so I too. look at that. I look at that worst performance and say, "This is are these guys being beaten down by the market a little bit more than they need to be." Is it somebody who's going to turn around? Are they going to actually, you know, are they going to uh, remember what you talk about? Right? Football is a sixteen-game season. We got seventy-two exactly. games here, right? So what have we played? We played one and a half games in a football exactly. season. It's an overreaction market, right? So what I would do, if this is just me. Uh, and I'll get into the weeds here. I would Please. go down this list and there's guys that are going to stick out to you. And then I would ask myself two questions. How has this guy actually performed in the games? Mm-hmm. Is he trending up? Is he playing? Is he trending down? Does he have the intangibles? Is he getting up? Is he in favor with the coach out of favor? And then I would say, what do I think about this team long-term? For example, the Bulls. The Bulls had a little bit of a rough stretch in their first week, but that's as expected. New coach, young lineup. Do I, th- I think they're going to be better than they are last week. I think they're yep. going to exceed expectations. So this is Kobe White, who's a hardworking guy, who's in favor, who's a starting player. And I think he's unfairly beaten down. I might say this guy might be a potential buy, right? I could yep. also say the same thing and see someone who's, you know, his card might've gone up 30. RJ Barrett's a perfect example. His card went up 70%, but I'm like, okay, he had one good game. He's not a good shooter. He could easily fall out of out of favor when Obi Toppin comes out. Thibs is notoriously a tough coach if you're taking bad shots. I think this guy might come out of favor, and I don't think the Knicks are going to be good for the rest of the year either. These are this is just kind of the thought process, but I, I think it's super helpful to look at it that way. Yep. No, I I agree entirely. I think you're a hundred percent right. And I mean, listen. Here's, here's fun, right? So I'll just insert it now. We'll do it in the beginning. We'll do it at the end, right? So we have a code for you. If you haven't signed up for Starstock, code is Luca Nation. As long as you deposit $5, we'll 
they will give you ten dollars credit start you off with fifteen dollars you can obviously put in more than, than five dollars all right but even if you don't we have been asked a million times what are some of the best resources out there for people who are in our hobby and we've mm-hmm. given sites about 130 point we've given different podcasts we've different different areas where you can do some research half of what i love about starstock I think the other half is that I'm able to use this knowledge and, yep. and, and turn it into buys um, is all of the great information that's right there on their page, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see just like we talked about who was, whose cards come down from last week and then develop a strategy as to whether or not you think that's somebody who you can buy low. It's, it's right there on the home page. Another cool thing though, and maybe we can give some background to this is it's also telling you who the most traded players are that day. All right. So let's just let's just talk about this for a second, right? And then go into it. So in the past week, the top five brands by sales, number one was 2020 Prism Draft Fix Basketball, which shouldn't surprise anybody, right? That's the rookie class of this year's basketball. It's you know, people making their plays on on uh Obi Toppin where for when he comes back and and on LaMelo Ball and all these guys. So it shouldn't surprise anyone. But there was one 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 you know entry in this list that you noticed. Do you remember what it was? Hmm. The 2019 Tops Update Series Baseball? Yes. You're going to the brands by so. Yes. Remember that? Yeah, brands. So, so you looked that at it and you super said, wow, surprised. 2019 Tops Update Baseball. Why? So I did a little digging. And what I noticed is, and you and I talked about this, you know, earlier in the day. Not think about that, to- guys. Just stop there for one moment and think about it. In the beginning, when NBA is hot, you see the third most popular product be baseball. Hmm. That, that at least begs the question why, right? Yep. And why? You know, I got, you know, the most asked question that I've gotten today over instant message of oh, instant message. Oof, I'm getting old over, over DMs. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on AOL. I'm on AOL. Um, you know what it is? It's not a it's, joke. Cage is actually still on AOL. He has an AOL I'll, I'll email never address. Be off, I'll never be off AOL. I don't care. I'll die with an AOL email address. So here's the, here's the, here's the, the answer to the question. I've gotten more requests today about whether or not I'm selling Tatis than any other card in my collection. And here's why. We talked about this last week. If the cycle is buy in the offseason, mm-hmm. all right, well, the only way to get ahead of that cycle is to buy before everybody else jumps on that same thing. And if baseball is going to start up again and you start hearing about it in March, you can't wait till February to buy that. You can't wait till even end of January. And people are getting ahead of it now. We talked about the Tatis card, the Tatis rookie, you know, uh, 2019 card at $150, $155 when it hit its low in November. Card, I got people ready to pay me $225 for as many of them as I'm willing to sell. It's higher than that on eBay already. So, the card is starting to run. It's starting to run up. And to me, that little story that we just told there <clears throat> about people buying, people looking at baseball cards is exactly why that 2019 yep. Tops Update baseball card is is there. So do you know? The I think there's part- one little trigger. I think, sure. I, I, think, I think people have caught on to the trend and then there's a market trigger that actually leads to that. And it's when the multiples get out of whack. So when you see, whether that's Tatis, Soto, or Cunha, cards which have the exact same pop as a luca prism or a zion prism or a john morant sell for one eighth in some cases one tenth 
of a Luca card or, you know, one fifth of a Zion card. And you're like, wait a second. Tatis was in the MVP race last year. Soto has a title and he's, he could, he literally could hit 60 home runs this season. Don't call me crazy. Um, people start looking and be like, well, maybe I should move some money into, into baseball, right? That's the trigger in my opinion. I think we all know to buy in the offseason now, but I think we wait for that trigger where the multiples get out of whack. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right. I, I do. I think that this is one of those things where, you know, people are starting to look for these things. And the multiples, I mean, it's a great point. How, how, how can a Tatis gold PSA 10 be 15, 16, 1800, where a silver prism jaw uh, ja is 6,000, where a silver prism tray is 3,500, where a Luca prism PSA 10 is 8, 9, 10,000? That, that corrects itself, does it not? No, it 100% does. Am I hijacking your segment? No, no. I mean, listen, to me, the point here, and you're right about the the multiples, but the point here is that you can use star stock to start looking at baseball now. And if you, if you, and you're right about the multiples, and you can use that for star stock A, star stock B, you name it, you know, uh, but but for, for where we're going right now, if you think that, John Duplantier, the pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who has a rookie card in 2019 Tops Update, and I picked the most crazy name and said it the most crazy way possible. If you think that he's going to make it with the big club this year, then you can go in there and buy 40 of his cards at 15 cents a piece on Star Stock A. And you know what? You just spent six bucks. And if he actually sticks with the big team or gets an invite and in spring training, people say, hey, this kid, he's got some stuff and you're selling them for a dollar a piece, then you're, you know, you're, you're going six, seven X on a, on a, on a, what's a penny stock. It's a gamble, you name it. I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing the 2019 updates and the baseball cards, you know, sell with the volume that they're selling. It's, it, it's yet another way of playing star stock and using star stock to buy in bulk instead of trying to go and buy this guy who's 15 cents a card on eBay right. and paying a dollar to ship it. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you're you're able to you're in able a white to, envelope right in a white envelope that says where, where rick the mailman brings to your, he yeah. may or may not deliver it no but guys and i'm gonna make a bet here uh, i think baseball is actually going to be even bigger on star stock than basketball because there's more players one but you guys need to understand a lot of what today's hobby is is because of people prospecting on bowman prospects yep how hey, people people love that you know what the last card sold as of right now? I just refreshed on Starstock is. It's a card uh, I gave Cage as a Lawyer, play. No, it's a Bowman, card I gave as a play. Cole. It's what is it? a Series One, 2019 Kyle Tucker top Series One base Starstock A. Remember I gave Tucker. Kyle Tucker as a play. Yes, I you mean, did. You know because people think he's gonna be a, a good player for the Astros this year. He had a good season this past year, and people. I'm, I'm, a, Cro- I'm a Cronenworth fan. You know that. I'm a Jay Cronenworth, Cronenworth fan. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, you have the rookies for Nick Solak. You have the rookie cards, you know, for Will Smith, the catching, the catcher rookie for uh, for the Dodgers. I mean, people are are they're prospecting on the baseball cards and trying to get in on them early enough where when the season starts, when this person's playing, instead of being a forty cent card, maybe it's a dollar card. And if you buy enough of them, you know, there's a, you know, it's just it's a different way to play. It's not like buying the Luca, but there's no reason why you have to be an all or nothing player. And that's what I like about Star Stock is 
you can play a million different ways. I have in my collection, I have PSA 10 cards in my, in my Starstock collection. And I have cards that I bought for less than a dollar in multiples that I hope that that's a player that has a good game. And I can, I can, you know, turn them around for, you know, a multiplier of what I paid for it. Um, but there's just so many things, so many different ways to play it. So should we go over some of the top players sold by value? Should we go over sure. some of the changes? Can I should tell you over? what was super surprising? Please. Top, yeah. So top five teams, mm-hmm. top five sales by team. Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, why do you know that is? Because they have so many young guys. They are full of young guys who can all fill the stat sheet up. And I think if you look at the last week, which is what that number is, if you look at the last week, I think they had the, a leading scorer. Like you can name four different players who were the leading scorer, yeah. and they're all young or rookie guys. You go Baisley, you go SGA, you go Dort, you go Isaiah Robbie, Roby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm right. I think all four of them did, you know, have great games all in one week. So that's going to. You know what that to... actually tells me, and I love that we're doing this back and forth. Yeah, if I was an SGA in uh, collector investor, I would be selling him. It shows me that the market doesn't believe in him as a true star. Notice how the Mavs aren't on there. Right. Well, the Mavs have Luca, and what else? That's part of it. You know what I mean? You'd rather have four guys. If you're looking for sales volume, you'd rather have four guys that are hobby relevant. Then, and that might change too because Luca was out yesterday and Brunson had a great game. So, you know, when you look at next week's sales, the Dallas Mavericks might have some more sales on there because now all of a sudden Brunson, who probably wasn't selling last week, probably had an uptick in sales because he had a good game. But at the same time, we look, the Hawks are, are in third. And yep. by value and by count, right, it's how many sales did that team have and how much value in dollars. So look at the, the top Hawks four teams. The Hawks have a ton of – yep. Look the top four teams. And, and it's exactly the same thing for all of them. The Oklahoma City Thunder have four people who can lead that team in scoring on any given night. The Boston Celtics. We'd like to say Tatum is a, is a superstar, but look what Jalen Brown has done. All right, and you know how much of a fan I am of Marcus Smart. And everybody loves to see, everybody loves to follow Grant Williams on Twitter. And, you know, so, so what the Celtics bring to the table are multiple people who are hardboard or cardboard relevant and will have, have sales of their guys. Same thing with the Hawks. We see DeAndre Hunter being added to the Cam Reddish and the John Collins and obviously Trey, right? So how about the Cleveland Cavaliers? That's number four on the mm-hmm. list, yep. right? Because everybody's buying Andre Drummond. Nope. People are buying Kevin Porter because they expect him to come back. People have also been going crazy on Darius Garland, who's been a real, real pleasant surprise this year, right? Um, and you can still buy, for example, his mosaic rookie, not the debut, the mosaic rookie in Starstock B, so a raw card for a dollar, a dollar twenty-five, two dollars. You know, you can still buy a card of somebody who looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, a breakaway guy and have a great year. Not to mention what Colin Sexton's doing, right? So. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that the that the Cavs are in that uh, in that top list. Okay, do you want to end this episode with just a few questions from our audience? Sure, sure. If you want, I mean, I'm going to repeat while you look at the questions. I'm going to repeat. If you haven't signed up yet, um, go ahead and put our code in. It's Luca Nation. It's uh, as long as you deposit five dollars, um, you will get a, a ten dollars site credit for depositing that five dollars with code Luca Nation. And I'll give you one better. You know, sure. I'm never going to know whether you used our code, but it's not going to matter. If you have questions on the site, you know, if you have questions about, you know, what's going on, obviously they have their own customer service department. You can ask a question too, but I'm getting pretty familiar with it myself. I spend a couple hours every night going through the, the cards, trying to find things that I think are, are, are too cheap 
trying to find things that I think are good plays on my own because you know it's it's the same same as anything else, right? The more familiar you become with it, the you know the the, the easier it becomes. Send me a DM. Send me a question. Hey, you know, I was looking at uh, I was looking at Will Smith's cards, or I was looking at Danny Holson's 2020 Top Series One baseball cards at 10 cents each. What do you think? <laughs> you know, go right ahead. Uh, that's what we're here for. Cage, are there any questions from today that stuck out, or you just want me to just randomly pick one? Because we, no, we asked pick, our, our Instagram I, group. One of my favorite things about um, you know about about coffee with Cage is I try to do my best to not look at the questions ahead of time, so I'm really giving kind of like an off the cuff, top of brain what I really think instead of trying to prepare it, and I think it, it goes better. Obviously, I try to stay away from questions that are like you know, will Star Stock be listing hoops? Because that's yeah. not my decision. You know, I mean, I I can't answer that. I will tell you that we will definitely talk to them and tell them that when hoops 2020 comes out, they should probably list hoops, even though right now they're not, uh, you know, taking in older hoops cards. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. I mean, stuff that I can't answer, go for it. Love it. Ra- let's talk about ratios real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. what, are, what ratio are you looking between the star stock A, B and C cards? If stock A is X price, what's your tar- start? What's your target for the stock B? Believe it or not, that's a great question, and it kind of goes to one of my fun strategies. One of the things we didn't talk about, and I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because it allows me to get into it, is one of the cool things you, that, you, that they're doing on, um, on StarStock is the SIBVC. It's their StarStock Basketball Challenge. Um, and what they have there, and if you take a look at it, is they have um, you know, a bunch of people who are doing, it's almost like fantasy, right? It's almost, it's almost like a, uh, like, like a fantasy league that they have a bunch of people who they were given, they were given uh, money on site to start with, and they're going to make their trades. They're going to make their buys and their sells and who's going to finish, you know, who's going to finish on, on, on top. Right. So the, the, the S I B B C, um, I believe DJ ski, the last I looked was in first place in their, um, you know, in their, in their current challenge. And he was using mostly star stock B cards. He was buying star stock B cards. So I don't know whether there's a, a, you know, ratio you'd use like, you know, PSA nine versus PSA 10, you know, it's a three to one, four to one. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things that I do is if I see a card moving on star stock a, you know, whether it's Colin Sexton's base prism or Darius Garland's base prism, but the B hasn't started moving. It hasn't caught up with it yet. I'll buy the star stock B figuring that as long as Garland or Sexton or Zion or Darius Baisley or whoever it may be, as long as they continue to move and, and perform well, eventually that B is going to move at the same clip or catch up to the A version of the card. It's like buying a raw card. Um, so it is one of the things that I've personally started looking at as well. I don't know whether or not I'm going to give you a, you know, a straight ratio. Cause I think it depends. It depends how many cards are available. It depends on who the card is, you know, what the card is. Um, you know, I've seen somewhere where the cheapest star stock C is actually more expensive than star stock B. And that's just because there's not that many of those C's on the site. Right. <laughs> so I can't give you like an actual, you know, mathematical equation, but I will tell you that, you know, there are, there's more than one way to, you know, to, to play the game on Starstock. And if you see a, you know, an egg start to run because everybody sees he's having a good game or players having a good game, whether it's Keldon Johnson or whoever it might be, who's, who's, you know, who's doing well, eventually the raw cards are going to catch up. So eventually the Starstock B is going to catch up with the Starstock A. 
Um, so yes, a, a couple of times I've seen um, the Star Trek A Prism start to run, and I say, you know what, I don't want to chase that, but I'm gonna go down a level and buy the B and ride that wave as it goes up instead of chasing the A. This is a question about high-end cards. So I'm curious about how high-end cards are trading on Star Stock compared to eBay. Any thoughts on that? I see some cards latest sell being latest sale being well above what they're going for on eBay. Is that a problem down the road? Uh, and a cool feature, if you guys look at the pricing, like if you go to like the Luca cards, Starstock actually pulls in eBay pricing as well. Uh, so you're able to see it all in one location. But thoughts on kind of higher end cards selling on Starstock H, if you have any. Yeah, so I mean, there's always going to be outliers on these things, right? But so let's just look, for example, let's use my favorite card in the world, right? Because it sounds like the, you know, the, the, the buy, the, the, the person who's asking this question is fearful that the uh, star stock prices are not in line with the eBay prices. And I think, first of all, I don't think that's right. And second of all, I think that as they, as they continue to get more and more cards in and, you know, it'll, it'll be a matter of days to weeks before they have a million cards in their vault. Um, because just, uh, we know that, that they're just getting in tons and tons of cards. I'm sending in cards myself. So let's just look at my favorite card, right? You know what that is, the, the, the Fernando Tatis 2019 Top Series 2 Baseball. Let's look at it in PSA 10, right? Let's do which, it. Which, by the way, there are 17 PSA 10s in the Star Stock Vault, all right? So not as many as being sold on eBay, but you and I talked about this card today. We actually mentioned it earlier, how you know we gave a, we gave a play to buy it when it got down into the 150s because you know it's not going to stay there that long and as baseball season approaches it's going to go up and what did i tell you i got offers from people on online because it's now selling on ebay for between 225 and 250 dollars. do you know what the last sale on star stock was 225 exactly the price that people are selling it for on ebay the someone is asking 275 for one and there are offers at 225. So there's somebody willing to pay 225 now on Star Stock for the card. So to me, especially a card like that that's liquid, card like that where there are 17 of them in the vault in PSA 10, that card is operating the same way as eBay. And you could even say that a seller might take a little bit less on the card on Star Stock because they're only going to pay 5% rather than the uh, the eBay 13%. And to me, if I'm a buyer, I go and look for this card on Starstock because of that. Because if I'm selling the card, to get 225 net to me, I have to sell the card for 260 on eBay. But I don't like to sell the card for 240 on Starstock. There's there's a lot of benefits there. You're absolutely right. First off, that you're able to get a slightly better deal because of that 8% difference between uh, eBay and Starstock. You also get immediate ownership. You could literally flip that card in right. in a minute or a day. Uh, so you're absolutely right. And guys, this person also mentioned this, and I want to read this comment to you. It says, I joined back in May, and I've loved all the changes they've made so far. And right before this call, we were having a conversation with our producer who's on it. And this topic came up because you need to realize Starstock is a new platform. They're going to keep improving. They listen to their customers and customer feedback really, really closely. That's why they partner with shows like ours because it's super transparent. We say what we want. We pull our customers. We hear, we pull our fans and hear how they like it. 
But the point is, and Gary V had this line, and I think this applies here. He said, you know, uh, people always ask him, you know, what if TikTok's not around in a year, right? Well, he said, actually, the learnings that I had from Vine in the early days is what made me successful on TikTok. So the platform now, all of these learnings, all of these things that are happening, sports cards and stock market of sports cards is here to stay. It's here to stay. And what you're going to learn being an early adopter of this platform is just going to pay dividends down the road. Uh, so I really, 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 really recommend, even if it's not for, hey, I want to deposit 500 bucks and play around with it, just deposit and just dip your toe in the water. Get a feel. See how it works. See it, Make one deal. Make one buy. Make one sale. Just so you get the learnings because that, that's the valuable part of it. So if there's nothing else, guys, we're going to be bringing you this episode every week. I love this episode. This was super fun, Cage. Um, I'm glad we got a chance to do it. Yeah, and every week there's going to be different info, right? Because things are mm-hmm. going to go up. We might be talking about Kevin Porter as one of the increases now, but if he doesn't get back on the court, he might be one of the guys who's down next week and vice versa. You know, maybe Devontae Graham starts hitting some three-pointers and he's <laughs> he's on the hot list next week. You never know. The only thing I'm going to ask, Andrew, and you, uh, you probably got to do this yeah. and I step on you, but we want to hear from you guys, right? You tell us what you want. Coffee with Cage became an episode because you guys asked for it and tell us how much you like it and, and involve yourself in it, right? And and we want that same thing with Starstock. We want the same thing with this episode. When you hear this, and if there was something we touched on and you're like, you know what? I need more detail. I need to know how that works. Ask. Send us those mm-hmm. messages and we'll solicit those questions from you as well. Um and, and we'll be able to answer them because if it's not a question that I can answer, we'll go right back to Starstock and say, look, this is what we're getting from our audience. This is what, this is what Luca Nation wants to know. Inquiring minds want to know, right? And we'll get the answer. And we'll be able to bring it to you in our next episode next week. Um, and l- listen, we, we have some ideas, right? We have some ideas and we want to know what you guys think of those ideas. We want to do some giveaways. But more importantly, I want to do our own Luca Nation SIBBC. So we'll, we'll work out the edges of this. We'll work out how it's done. But we want to start something up where, you know, if you put in that $5 and get the $10, right? If you put in that and you got 15 bucks, maybe we'll you know, send us a picture. You do that. And maybe we'll get you in a Luca Nation competition. You take that 15 bucks and maybe we'll, 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 we'll set a time limit between now and March 1st or whatever it may be. You turn that 15 bucks into something else. Maybe we'll give some prizes out, five or 10 prizes out to the people who turn that $15 into the highest, uh, highest return. We'll see. I, I mean, love it. You know, I, I, I texted you this morning. I said I'm itching to give away some Devante Prism and uh, Brandon Clark Prism. So maybe I should save them for this, for the winners yeah, of the almost, SIBBC competition. I got enough stuff we can give away. We can give it away now. As a matter of fact, why don't we do that? Why don't we? Why don't we? We'll we'll do a random. Giveaway. Are you if are you, you are you measuring with me? I said I have a Devante to give away. You're like oh, I got a lot of stuff to give away. I'm glad you have a Devante. Um, Listen, we talked about baseball. Let's give some baseball away. Let's give away. Let's give away some fun stuff here. You know what? Everybody seems to like Juan Soto. I have a Juan Soto Heritage rookie PSA ten. He's right? so just swaggy in that photo. Sitting, he looks like he looks sit, like a narco in that photo. Sorry, sitting in my, just sitting in my basement. I also have an Acuna. We got two of them. How about that? So next week we're gonna do an episode on Monday. Well, here's what we want you to do. We want you to take a picture of you signing up for Starstock with our code, right? Take a picture of putting our code in, show us that you signed up and that you got the, the money in there now and that our, that our code was accepted, all right? Take a picture of that and send it to us on our Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze DM. 
Anybody who you, does want them that, to, you want them to put it in the story and tag us? That way we yeah, can you see put it in the story and tag us and put it in the DM. Show us the picture. We'll take it. And everybody who does that between now and our next episode of Monday next week will be entered into the let's do the Soto. That's all PSA you got to do. 10. Literally, that's that's easy. That's probably the easiest giveaway because mine are like do 17 things. Yep. Put it in your story, tag us, and uh, we're going to randomly, as you guys yep. have asked, yep. choose a winner. Well, choose a few this. winners too, right? You, you get two you get you get two wins. Well, everybody who does this wins because they only have to deposit five dollars and getting ten dollars for free. So I don't know where else you go into anywhere in the world. Go into go try walking into TD Ameritrade and say, Hey, I got five dollars here. Can you turn it into fifteen? But that's what happens on Starstock when you use our code. Put in five bucks and all of a sudden your balance is fifteen dollars. All right. Anybody who does that between now and Monday, Juan Soto, PSA ten, heritage rookie card, you're entered into that. And we'll do the same thing next week. We'll give the Acuna away next week. All right. Anybody sign up, put that in, just take a picture of it, put it in the story and send us a message. And you'll be entered our code again, Luca nation. As long as you deposit at least $5, they'll give you 10 and ask some questions. Any questions you have as you're navigating this, after you sign up, any, any issues, anything, go ahead and send us some messages. We love doing these kind of episodes. I don't know about you, Andrew. I love it. Uh, this is really fun. I, I, it's always a little nerve wracking coming in and then doing a new segment, talking about a new platform. Uh, but I think people appreciate it because they know, one, we're going to be honest and candid. And two, we're learning and we're sharing the learnings here uh, as we're going along. So I love that. Well, also, listen, Friday, didn't we give plays? And uh, we give card plays, but we gave Starstock specific plays, basically. These were plays you can go on Starstock and buy it. Because, you know, if you bought Alexander Madison on Friday on eBay, his season's over now. But if you bought him on Friday on eBay, you sold him on Saturday or on Sunday morning before, his, before, his, before the game went off. You did all right. So, you know, we want you guys on there. We want you to be able to use this platform as, as another tool in your utility belt, Batman, because we're going to give tips because there are tips that work on Starstock that might not work on other platforms. You're the man. Love Thank you, you guys. Nation. We'll talk to you soon, Luca Nation. Thank you for everything. Thanks for listening. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.